When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, we got Chet Hanks in the building. Thanks for having me, bro. I'm excited, man. Hell yeah. How long time coming. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Long time coming. I didn't even realize that you did Impulsive. I didn't watch it, but I saw it and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, they got it, like, right at the heat of the COVID shit. Uh, yeah, that was, that was like in January or February. Was Logan Paul sticking a fucking Q-tip up your nose or anything? No, 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 no. It was cool. They went with some pretty crazy clickbait on that, though. That was fun, man. That was cool. Logan's a good dude. You think about joining the the low gang? (laughs) He doesn't say that anymore, does he? There's there's a lot. I mean, there's, is that what they call it? I don't know. It used to be the low gang was like Logan's crew of people. Really? Yeah, like all his homies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, um... They, there's a busy house over there. They've got is. a lot of dudes working in there. I think there's, he's selling his house in Encino. Yeah. So things about to change a little bit. Yeah. When I first went there and there was a security guard just sitting out in front and he told me it was because he had stalkers coming like every day. Wow. That kind of let me know like what Logan Paul is really on. He's a big big name out here. It's crazy, bro. That Mayweather, that Mayweather fight was nuts. Yeah, that took it to a totally different level. You've you got to have a fight in the works, right? Uh, I, I don't, but like I've been kind of feeling like it, it's that there might be something that 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 happens at some point, and I'm totally down. It's got to happen, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it seems like I mean, like, like it's cool because uh, like if you really think about it, like the the Paul brothers like are basically making it so that people who aren't boxers can make like boxing bags, right? Which is really fucking tight, you know? Right. Like. Just any, you know, kind of celebrities now. They kind of open the door for, like, any celebrities to be able to make, like, a lot of money from boxing, like, which is, which is fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, At if the time, opportunity presented itself, I might do it, you know? Like, everybody stopped fighting. You know, like, people used to kind of, like, fight in the street, I feel like, was more of a thing at a certain point. And now everybody, like, with social media, nobody's going to just scrap. But, like, you know, I think it's pretty cool that, like, now with the whole boxing world, you can just get paid to do something that people used to kind of do for free yeah or, or you had to like i mean i don't know how much money they're making for those fights but i'm sure it's like i mean i, I know it's like a like a, a really nice chunk of change and and like think about it like before them like you had to actually dedicate your life to being a boxer in order to make that kind of money from boxing right and now you can just be famous if you did that then that was pretty pseudo celebrity if you were a real mean? boxer it would pretty much eliminate you from the conversation of boxing, like a Logan Paul or a Jake Paul, no offense to them. Well, I mean, they have honestly taken it really serious, so I don't want to necessarily put them in the, like, couldn't compete with a real boxer at all category. I think they're legit boxers now. Like, mm. I mean, like, I mean, 
I, I for sure feel that way about Jake. And like after seeing Logan, how he fought against Floyd, it's like, dude, like I couldn't imagine like fighting against the best boxer like of all time, like. Mm. Yeah, we're and, all, and doing that well, going going the full rounds and like I mean like that's incredible. Like I, I and they're they're full fledged boxers in my book. Yeah, who do you think that they would put you against? I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. There's nobody you got a score to settle with. Uh, DJ Vlad. Oh, that's a brilliant. I beat idea. the shit out of Vlad. You didn't like that clip that came out of him talking about you, huh? I mean, he, he, that dude's a weirdo, like, and I definitely beat the fuck out of him. He definitely doesn't want to fight me. <laughs> we already talked about the idea of me fighting Vlad, and he made it clear that he's, like, not really uh, – I, I think he has, like, a, a thing with his arm or something. That, that was, like, dude, he, like, really, like – he's so butthurt about me, like, for something. Like, okay, like, you bailed on I, I saw that with clip him. with him talking to you, and that was, like – it really, like, made me laugh because it's, like, he, he, like, brings my name up, like, in situations that get, like, like – have nothing he, he he won't he can't let it go right like and this is all because like in like 2014 uh he he we scheduled an interview 2014 it was in 2014 bro i'm thinking this that he's is talking so about like ago. a year ago no, oh no. my god this is so fucking long ago dude it, this is in 2014 we had an interview uh-huh. and then at the last moment i guess i just like got cold feet i didn't feel comfortable going so i just hit him i'm like hey man i'm sorry i'm not gonna be able to make it and and he's still butthurt about it. He's still like he's like tr- like trying to shit on me like every chance he gets. Like talking to people that have nothing to do with me. He's like, and then Chet Hanks, you know, like it's like, bro, why are you like? I had it, never really funny. heard him be that aggressive about somebody. Usually he keeps it a little political, but yeah, he definitely went in on that one. And I was surprised because I was like, you know, if you wanted to interview him, then to me it's like if I want to interview you, then I kind of can't just like shit on you afterwards because by it's like a girl that you're fucking, and then you're gonna afterwards say like you're ugly, you're a piece of shit. Well, you you were <laughs> fucking her, so like you kind of can't really like uh-huh. take the high ground there, right? It is it's just like dude, let it go, you know? Yeah, it's like he's really really still upset. It's pretty funny. I think we should definitely make that fight happen though. Although I don't I don't know. Does he count as a white boy? Is he is he up for the white boy summer as a Russian Jew? Who's definitely not really How a boy. How old is he? Is he like fifty? It might not be like I might need to think of a more uh, fair fight. I think he's a solid forty. Yeah. But yeah. there's gotta be a couple other good ones out there. They would he probably love to see aged. us fight. He looks pretty aged. If we got a mill each, would you be down? For sure. That yeah. would be crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't you be for a mill? Hell yeah. That'd be fun as fuck. The, the the weird part would have to be like you know publicly hating each other like dissing each yeah, other <laughs> i guess you gotta sell the fight you know yeah but you, you have know. to dude yeah i would have yeah. to like really be out there but that's what i always wonder is like what's that like behind the scenes like where they just sort of sit around and just like plot on like okay so at the press conference i'm gonna push you and then you you do this and you're gonna say this about my mom but please don't say anything about my dad because my dad has cancer or like you know they're like putting rules in you place think so? right you i think, think so? so yeah i don't know i could also see it just be like unspoken uh, off the cuff and it's just kind of like it's kind of understood that you gotta shit on the other dude but when i was interviewing bryce hall i said something about how his relationship seemed how austin mcbroom's relationships seem kind of fake or whatever and i noticed that like bryce hall like wanted to say the same thing but he was holding back and he wasn't like speaking freely in that moment and that made me very much feel like 
Austin told him that that was like off limits. Like you can't question the validity of their relationship or something. Really? Yeah. Which I, makes sense to me. I I I'm, I don't know enough about um, that that exchange. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you didn't pay attention to that one. No. Basically, a TikTok kid and a YouTube vlog family guy. Yeah, I, I ran into Bryce Hall though at a party the other night. Right. And I was like, hey, you know, like, uh, I mean, despite like people talking shit, but it's like it takes a lot of balls to to go and fight like in a, yeah, in a yeah. ring in front of all those people. So I was like, gave, I gave him some respect, like, you know. If like, you fought him, that would be pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he already. He's a young gun. Yeah. When I saw him in Austin, I was like. That's old man strength right there. Like he just, you know, Bryce still just kind of looked like a young, smaller guy, and Austin really looked like somebody who was like a big man. Really? Pause, pause. This sounds so gay, yeah. but yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, man, you you get out there a lot. Like I've been, I was, I've just been inside because of COVID. I'm trying to get back into the groove of like going out in public and shit. I feel like you're very good at it. I, I kind of, I'm kind of inconsistent with it. Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, same. I mean, I was just like. I mean, I was like everyone all locked up during COVID and shit. And then, I mean, it shit just opened back up like what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, officially. But you, you didn't wait till two weeks ago, right? I mean, yeah, I kind of did, dude. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like going out or anything. Were you like excited about hitting the streets now just because? Yeah, I was. I was. But now it kind of feels like back to normal already. Really? You know, the excitement is like it was, it's already kind of like, you know. Not normal. going out in public like that for a year really like set me up to feel excited about leaving the house again yeah i'm mostly just excited that it's summertime and it's like nice out mm. you know i just i love summer and i love summer in la i agree with that but it's so oppressively hot right now it's kind of hard for me to enjoy it when i'm sweating my face off at seven in the morning in my garage working out and i'm like <laughs> this is the the cold part of the day <laughs> yeah. it's only gonna get worse from here for sure um okay so where do you feel like you're at in life because you know it's like a year ago, it felt like you were on a full tear, like really going crazy on social media and stuff. And like, you know, the white boy summer uh, movement was in full effect. Like that was only a few months ago. That was only a few months ago. Yeah. I mean, like a year ago, like <laughs> it feels like I know. I mean, I, I have been like going viral on social media for like about a year. Right. But the white boy summer shit only happened You're right. like, okay, a, like, that few, like two months ago. So that was for this summer. No, but then like a year ago, it was like the Jamaican shit and right. Uh, yeah. So you like track your life in terms of like these viral <laughs> segments, right? It kind of feels like that sometimes. Does but, it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, but it's like basically like where I'm at is uh, you know, like the first like the first viral moment was with the Jamaican accent, and that was like a year ago. It was actually right before COVID happened. So you don't count the like, what is it, white and purple song back in the day? Like those, oh, yeah, yeah. those don't I mean, count as viral in your mind, or was yeah, that just yeah, so small? Yeah, they in do, comparison? but that was like a different era. Yeah, okay. That was like a different. I mean, that's like ten. That's like oh, over ten years ago. Yeah. So it was just. It's I was just, just going back to that. I'm like, man, this dude was just having a good old time in college, huh? Yeah. But at that time, had that even yeah. occurred to you? Of like, oh, if I make a rap song, it's gonna go viral as fuck. Not at all, dude. Mm. Not at all. Not none of this shit. Not uh, this is like one hundred percent true that like none of the viral moments I've had were expected or planned. Like I never. That's the thing about like you know like going viral or whatever. It's like it's not something you can control. It's mm. it's not like something you can like willfully make happen. It's like catching lightning in a bottle. Mm. You know, 
it's like if you're trying to go viral then you're not going to go viral right but if you're just like being yourself and some spontaneous like funny shit happens and that's what then that's what goes viral right like it you could know? just be like a fucking glance that somebody throws you the like now shit in order for it to go viral it has to be so real it has to feel real because people are so set yeah. up to uh -huh. think that everything is fake yeah totally i mean i think it's just about being yourself you know mm. like when i like that's how it's all happened for me just from being myself and just like fucking around and like not taking shit serious like mm. just you know just joking around having a good time and just not taking life so serious you know i feel like that those are the main components because when you're trying to go viral when you're like trying to force it it just doesn't really work that like like that right you know it's funny because like coming from my world of just like being around a lot of people who are sort of like don't really like have anything going for them like the viral shit like normally when you see somebody going viral on instagram it's like they were nothing before that like they, nobody had ever heard them i feel like you just carry like a strange thing about the viral shit because you kind of come from a place where that's kind of looked down upon or looked at as like an easy way of getting attention would you say that's true well it's definitely kind of like i kind of know what you mean in the sense that like you know like just like my family being like who they are and like super like a list you mm. know it's kind of like you know it, it, there's kind of like a um like a path that comes with that of you know like being like mm. you know kind of like if i wanted to follow like in those footsteps there's kind of like a certain kind of like decorum that you know like you're supposed to carry yourself with like mm. in general and and that's just not me, you know. Right. You know, that's just it's not me. I, so it's like I can't try to be something I'm not anyway. You know. Yeah. Like. Definitely. Like, it feels like a lot of like actors and shit. There's just like that, like a lot of pressure on you to not really have a personality publicly outside mm, of just being right. like I'm good looking and famous, and I could just willfully put myself into any role. You know, it's like you kind of want your personality to be so simple that people can imagine you as anything, right? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, like in the typical like rule book, like for being like an A-list actor, you're supposed to like basically like be as anonymous as possible. Right. Like a lot of actors don't even have social media. You do like, a movie and then don't you go away have for Instagram, a year you know? and then you come back, you're in another movie, but like in that in-between, you no just one, sort of... Yeah, they only see you in the, in the characters that you are. They don't see you as, as who you, you know what I mean? Right. Like, th like think about like, like Leonardo DiCaprio, like he has an Instagram, but all it is is like, like environmental shit. It's like, it's like his like, it's like his like trying to um, you know put exposure on like like environmental crisis and right. stuff like he doesn't, he doesn't post videos of like hey I'm at Starbucks you know what I mean but like, even that for him is kind of like a big deal because just that like average person in his position is not using their social media that way but if he was on the other side of things like his politics are like approved by the machine if he was a Trump supporter. He, could, he would be banned from the fucking industry if he was putting that shit on his social media all the time, right? I we mean, all know it's true. Hollywood they, they is extremely allowed, liberal. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hollywood is extremely liberal. And then there are some celebrities that are conservative. But, um, and then I, I think there's some of them that just don't really express their political views. And then there's some that do. And yeah, for sure, kind of the ones that do are probably are blackballed a little bit, it does seem like, you know. Oh, yeah, it's like that, where, yeah. you know, like when I go around my fucking neighborhood, I just notice that like there's mad BLM signs and Biden signs and shit. And I'm just thinking like y'all own like million dollar houses. I know that there's 
many Trump supporters that live in this neighborhood, but they would never dream of putting a sign up, you know? I mean, who knows? And I say that as a not a, a Trump guy at all, but it just, yeah. you know, it just stands out to me that, like, damn, there's, like, a real silenced percentage of these people that just are never going to share their political beliefs because they just know what will happen to them. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I think that, like, kind of like in, in California, you know, it's like a blue state. Most people are liberal. You got other states, red states. You know, it's just different ways of life, different strokes for different folks. And I think a lot of it is just dependent on ge- geography, really. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you go to fucking, you know, you go, you, you go to Texas, it's like people, like, live a different lifestyle than, you know, like, than fucking here, you know? Or, if you, if or, you or, didn't or, drive to San Francisco, you're going to see a whole shitload of Trump signs. And, like, you know, it's not like you see a lot of houses, but, like, those areas in between here in San Francisco, they're all fucking Trump voting counties I think it's shit, just, I think. dude, I, I really think, like, honestly, my personal political beliefs, I consider myself a complete moderate. Mm. I really don't buy into the two-party system at all. Like, I think it, it's honestly, like, terrible. Like, I, I feel like like I, any, any person with common sense is going to be able to see things they like and dislike about both sides. Mm. And that it's like, we have to find, like, a middle ground here. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's just logical to me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, what I hate about, like, how, how everything's politicized today is that it's like you got to pick a side and then, and then accept everything that goes, mm-hmm. you, 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 everything that goes along with that side. People are just supposed to, you know, like drink the entire Kool-Aid of whichever side they pick, even if it's shit that they don't really agree with. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, because oh, yeah, I, I, I for sure feel like there, there's, there's good and bad things about each side, you know? But like, it's like, okay, if you tell me how you feel about abortion then I know how you feel about mass. But see, but you know? you know what I'm saying? It's like, I believe that women should be able to get abortions if they want, and that no, like, like they should be able to have, that they shouldn't have anybody tell them what they can and can't do with their body. Right. And I also believe in, like, the right to bear arms, and that, like, like exactly, this is yeah. one of the great things about America is that we can have weapons. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, I'm a person who's, like, like, tip, like, you know, like, that's supposed to be, like, I'm right in the middle, so, like, most people are supposed to pick a side and then go, okay, well, I want to have guns, so then I'm going to be, you know, pro-life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like why can't, where's the middle ground? And I feel like until, like, America, like, as a country, like, like truly, like, finds, like, the middle ground, like, together as a whole, like, we're going to be fucked because we're just going to keep on going back and forth over, like, petty bullshit, you know? But that's, like, the effect of social media is that it amplifies the extreme beliefs so that there's, like, really no room for people who are in the middle or the, anything in the middle doesn't stand out like the people that you see on social media who are blown up are the far ends of the spectrum yeah. and that convinces both sides like you know people on the right are like oh my god they're trying to indoctrinate our kids into believing that they're racist when they're four years old and then the people on the left are like oh they want to make sure that trans kids have no health care <laughs> and like you know it's just like the the extreme reality is is that like neither of those are actually true but like the the one person on the right who said that is going to be the one who gets all the attention everything and, is blown and up to extremes and you got the media just just sensationalizing it even more you know like mm. the media is just like pouring gas on the fire for for those extremes but 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 it's also kind of like I feel like we're getting to the point where people are just kind of like, especially our generation, are like tuning out and just not even giving a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? Like people are people are people are getting to the point where where they like see through the bullshit and they see through that like the shit on the news like isn't necessarily the truth and it's mm-hmm. like you know like you know 
we're only we're like they only show on the news the shit that they they want to report about and there's other shit happening in the world that 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 you know like that isn't spoken about at all but like is extremely significant and it's like well how come y'all aren't reporting on that about this shit that's going on and you know, fucking on the six o'clock news instead we get like there, there was a, a parade where the you know like a new dalmatian uh, from the fire department was uh the head of the you know what i mean it's like that's well, the news when i was a kid there you was know? a lot of shit like that in the news yeah. of like oh look at the fire department they got a new dog <laughs> you know what i mean like meanwhile this crazy shit's happening on the other side of the world but they're not reporting about that so i feel like mm-hmm. people are starting to see through that and dude i really feel like honestly like with our generation like like people are pretty fucking chill with each other and, and people are, are, are pretty like you know like it's really love and like people are, are more united than um than, than what the media uh makes us out to be like you know mm-hmm. you know what i mean no well, it depends where you go though yeah because when i'm like i remember like during the the protests and stuff i'm just like that's the last thing I want to do is go stand around in the street with a bunch of people who fucking hate each other and are, are you know, like the most polarized part of the world. Whereas, like, if you, you know, you go to the average bar or whatever, it's like you just are not going to encounter this kind of animosity. Right, but right. then you go, like, I, I just personally, like, couldn't imagine myself going into that and just wanting to be all up in the shit. I'm sorry. I'm just not taking my freedom for granted or anything and, like, just putting myself in that kind of situation seems nuts. Yeah, it was pretty crazy when, when um, I, when when like everything was getting looted, mm. uh, like when Santa Monica got looted, which is like where I'm from, it's like where I've grown up my whole life, right? And like the word was getting around that it was about to be looted, and I was like, that's where I lived. Um, so I was like, so I was like at home, and and I was like, everything's about to get looted, and I was like, well, I want to at least go see this shit, you know? Yeah. So I actually like when I mean I didn't I didn't do any looting but like I was out on the street like from the, from the beginning of like the first like brick going through a window to like the end of it where everything was just like totally destroyed and decimated like I saw the whole thing and I was just out there just observing like yeah and it was really crazy bro like 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 I was like it was pandemonium you know because I was just like fuck it I'm not gonna stay at home I want to go see what, what's happening you know see, and I never that, was, felt that was a wild experience at that moment I felt old as fuck because I was thinking the same thing of like I want to go fucking be out and about and see all this crazy <laughs> shit going on but then like I literally have my pregnant ass fiance yeah. next to me she's just like no <laughs> like yeah. you're not going out I'm, yeah. and we're in the middle of a pandemic I'm like Okay, that yeah. does seem reasonable. I don't know how I can really argue with you on that. Yeah, definitely not with the preg- with the pregnant fiance. Yeah, that's it. Suck though, because I was like really kind of trying to get out there, but then she just she wouldn't let it happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else do you got going on in your life right now? What 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 has Chet Hanks incited right now? I'm just going all in with the music. Mm. I was listening to that new song. Yeah, I fuck with Damn. it. Damn, thanks, bro. Damn, it's all. Yeah, I got a bunch more that I'm just gonna keep putting out. I got. A, I recorded a bunch of music, and we're just shooting more videos. And I'm just gonna keep just being consistent and putting it out. It's kind of crazy how it all happened because, like, I had pretty much like completely like just kind of given up on doing music. Right. You stopped for a while, right? Yeah, a long time. I mean, like, like a long time. Uh huh. And I just kind of forgot about it. But just like the way circumstances happened, um, just kind of, you know, got back into it. Why'd you get back into it? What happened? Because the white boy summer, because the white boy summer shit, like when I when that went viral, like I said, like I was not planning on that going viral at all. But when it did, I kind of felt like, uh, and like my, my homeboy like told me, he was like, because it's like I, I got you know I'm at, I'm at the point where it's like okay like, do I what do I really want to be like? Do I just want to be like an internet like comedian? 
no you know what i mean i, I don't like i, I really like i i want to do something more than just than just be like a funny guy like you see on instagram you know mm. so my boy was like when the white boy summer shit was happening he was like dude like you need to like make a song dude like white boy summer needs an anthem right you got to make a white boy summer anthem and i was like damn dude you're right you know i really do like that is the best way like to uh you know like you know pivot this and i was like fuck you're right but I really had no idea how I was going to do that. Like how I had no like confidence about it because like I had given up on music for so long. I hadn't like rapped or like got in the booth like that in a long time. So I like had no like actual like confidence that I'd be able to like pull off like a dope song like that. But it just so happened that, uh, you know, like every shit worked out. Cause I just, you know, I, I didn't have nothing prepared, nothing written down, no beats, nothing like no studio, but when he said that, I was like, fuck, you're right. Like, I got to at least give it a shot. Like, let me at least get in the studio and try to, like, come up with something. So I fucking, um, I got on Instagram and I just, like, posted. I was like, I need a studio in L.A. ASAP. And I was, like, on the freeway at, like, 9 o'clock at night when this happened. And I, I, I pulled down to refresh my messages. And, like, the first one that popped up, like, instantly. Like, as soon as I posted it, boom, the first one that popped up, I got a studio right here. He sent the address. It was in North Hollywood. I said, I'm coming right now. He's like, okay, bet. I went straight there. And it just so happened that the producer that he had that was, like, in the studio um, was is this kid Zone. And he's the kid that made the beat. And and, and he's and he's sick. He also made the beat for Damn. So I, like, got linked up with, like, this, this just fucking really talented producer, um, and like, it was like the perfect person I could have met, you know what I mean? Cause he was actually sick. Like, and I, when I got in there, I was like, look, dude, like I'm going viral right now for this shit. I want to make a song about it. I'm like, whatever we do, like even if, it, whether it's total shit or whether it's, it, it's a good ass song, it's going to get a lot of exposure. Right. So I was like, this is your chance to get your shit off. Like, let's come up with something dope. I just gassed him up and just try to hype him up like to get him motivated and he's like all right and he did you know what i mean and then i just got fucking really drunk and just went in the studio and went in the booth and basically freestyled it came up with all that shit on the spot and it turned out pretty good is that part of your creative process you make most of your music drunk i mean it helps <laughs> <laughs> it helps i respect that it's a lot healthier though than like the rappers who like get like super into lean and then they need to get into a fucking lean coma to make music i mean dude every time i've drank lean like i've like I, i'm not shitting you i'm not shitting you one time i drank lean and i went to sleep that night probably around like 11 p.m uh-huh. and i woke up at 11 p.m the, the next day bro i slept for It'd a be like that i slept for a full 24 hours right and i could i when i woke up i was like fuck dude yeah. That's not good. Because, like, the, the amount of lean that people think is normal to consume, it's honestly like when people first smoke weed and they think, like, oh, like, these guys are passing a blunt around. I'm going to hit that blunt nine times. <laughs> and it's like, if you've never smoked weed before, that's not going to be good. Or even with the edibles, bro, this is the number one thing that people just don't understand their fucking tolerance. But yeah. lean is like that to the extreme because it'll just yeah. have you dozing for a fucking yeah. day. Yeah. I was like, damn, I slept for a full 24 hours, like, that's not good, you know? We got to get in the studio with some lean. <laughs> okay. We'll just sip it slow. <laughs> Hell you know? yeah, exactly. How do you mix it up? 
I mean, whatever. We'll go to the fucking Seven Eleven and just go crazy. I mean, like, but do you put the Jolly Ranchers in it? I what never, kind of soda do you like? Like, for me, I was always just doing like because I do it every once in a fucking blue every moon, once in a, and it's so expensive too. Oh it's yeah, like, especially now. But, but it's but ridiculous. The pineapple uh, sodas were pineapple usually what Fanta. I was doing. Yeah, the pineapple fans, or even just Sprite is like delicious. Honestly, like every cream soda, every yeah, the cream soda actually is what I meant to say. Uh, is because yeah. like everything. Tastes good as fuck when everything you put tastes in. good. And I don't. I think the Jolly Rancher shit is crazy though. It doesn't need to be that sweet. It's already sweet as fuck. Yeah. I don't drink soda, <laughs> so to me, it's already like this is the most sugary fucking thing that I'm taking in. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just know. don't understand like how rappers could be drinking so much weed. I mean, drinking so much lean and smoking so much weed and not be just falling asleep. Like, yeah. like because if I was drinking that much lean. Like, I would definitely need a stimulant to stay awake. Right. There's no way you could just drink lean all day and not have, be on some sort of upper mm. to, to, to balance you out. And that, that's you, where like, it gets like, messy. Yeah. Is when then they are like, oh, I'm going to have this Coke or I'm going to have this Molly on deck just so that once I get really slumped, I can bring myself back to life. And then, you know. Or Adderall. Oh, Adderall. There's a lot of rappers who love Adderall. They they don't really talk about it like that because they know that it's going to make them seem like a junkie. But some of them do. I've been hearing yeah. more. I've been hearing more of them uh, talk about Adderall lately. Gonna Addies. Yeah. Addies. 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 <laughs> I was prescribed. I was supposed to be prescribed that shit when I was in high school, and I was for. I was taking. I used to take it like every day for a while. Right. But then I stopped because I felt like it was like altering my personality. Oh yeah, big time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It made I'm, me like really serious and like. When they put me on fucking uh, Wellbutrin when I was in high school, it's like what, an antidepressant. Mm. And like, you know, this is like a couple months of my life that I realized at the end of that school year, like, I don't even remember anything about like November through February. Like that yeah. shit just put me into a fucking haze. Like, I don't know. I don't think I was getting in trouble and stuff. I think my behavioral issues kind of like got tame from that. But I also was just like a blob of fucking jello. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... Uh... I mean, I know a lot of people that, that take antidepressants and there's no knocking it, you know, like if it works for you, that, you know, that, that's great. But I don't think I could ever do that, bro. Like, I don't think I could ever take something that like alters my personality like that. Like, I mean, I don't know. You, you still know? consider yourself sober? No. Okay. No. But like <laughs> off the shit that matters? Yeah. I mean, it's like balance is everything, you know? Right. Like balance is really like, you know, it's a, I feel like it's the key to life. Mm. like the key in every aspect just just finding balance in your life but it's got to yeah. be kind of weird because you like publicly declared that you were like sober i was sober off of, for like, five years drugs, right? no, i was completely abstinent from drugs i mean from alcohol weed nothing i didn't have a sip of alcohol i didn't have a puff of weed nothing for five years right for five years yeah and now i drink and, and smoke okay but then you like kind of just started fucking around but does it are you like scared of yourself a little bit? Like, I don't know if I have it in me to necessarily like be in control of this. I really feel it's, I truly feel like it's a day to day yeah. and I really truly feel like it, uh, you know, for me, what I've, what I've learned, what, what works best for me, for me to stay on the right path is like to like basically like have a, have a strong like health and um, fitness program. Mm. Because if you like have a non-negotiable program of like, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to work out like a little bit each day. Like even if I don't feel like it, I'm just going to get a little tiny workout in. You know what I mean? If you do that and you're eating healthy, you're just going to feel so good in general. 
that it'll kind of keep you on the right path. Cause especially too, it's like, if you know, if you, if, 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 if you're like workout, if you're like regiment is like non-negotiable and you just accepted that you've just accepted, like, I'm going to work out tomorrow. Even if I don't want to, I'm going to do a little workout. Then you're not going to want to fucking stay out until five in the morning. Mm. You know what I mean? Do, doing whatever you're, you know, doing drugs because then you're going to know you're going to feel like shit the next day during your workout. That's what I think. Like you know? anytime I'm, I'm, I don't even really like drink that much at this point, but even if I'm like, in the studio just smoking mad weed it's like i know i gotta get up at seven to work out because i got a trainer that comes and meets me in my garage and i'm just like you know at a certain point it's like it's one o'clock i'm thinking like all right maybe i'm gonna get to bed by two that's five hours sleep like i should probably get fucking going and once you have those like yeah you're right like non-negotiable to me it's like i have to rely on somebody else to stay on the fitness program because i know that i'm just not gonna care enough like if i don't have somebody else like that is a reason why i'm rolling out of bed it just doesn't seem important enough to me. I'm not like, like a, a natural trainer? athlete. Like a like trainer? A, yeah, yeah. I have a like trainer. An appointment. Like, and and yeah. that, knowing he's coming at seven is just like, in my head, it's impossible. I'm not going to blow him off ever. Like, yeah. it's just like, I, I, I could never do that. It would make me feel horrible. But like, yeah. some people are like motivated by themselves to like yeah, exercise. Whatever works, I hear know? Joe Rogan talk about working out and I'm like, that sounds so foreign to me. Because he just really like gets up at four in the morning and does it because he just believes in it. Yeah. For me, it's got to be kind of like more of a yeah. pressure thing. I respect the shit. I mean, that shit is like I've I've tried so many times to be that dude who like four in the morning, like let's go, I'm gonna fucking work out, like, and I never, you know, what right? Because I mean? I'm just not a morning person. But like, even if I wake up at like ten, eleven, like whatever, I'll still just wake up, get a little workout in. You know what I mean? You've always been consistent with it, or um, lately, no, I. I well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, like, uh, like, you know, like when I was younger, like in my early 20s, the way I worked out was like trying to like be like really like gung ho, like big weights, like lifting heavy mm -hmm. weights, like, you know, like trying to like just like trying to be like a fucking meathead, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that shit doesn't like it's not sustainable for me, because if you work out like that and you like, let's say if like if I work out from like on a scale of one to ten. Every time I go to the gym, I'm at a 10. Mm. That's not sustainable because like, even if you do it for like a month straight and you're hitting it really good, like four or five times a week, like a after a month, I'm just like dead. And then I won't go to the gym for fucking three months because yeah. I'll, I'll be like so dreading it. Like, cause it's, cause it's such like, cause like your body, it's like physically like taking a toll on your body. Yeah. But now I literally just every day I, I work out like a six out of 10. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But with the goal that, okay, I'm going to work out again tomorrow. Right. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to push it. Just easy, tiny workouts. Like even if I go to the gym for fucking 15, 20 minutes, just do a couple little things, six out of 10, not pushing myself at all. Mm. But with the knowledge that I'm going to do this again tomorrow and the next, and there's no days off. So like usually now, instead of like doing three or four days a week where I'm going really hard, I just do every day, but just take it really easy. Yeah. And I feel like that is way better because like, uh, just, just the consistency is is gonna get you like in better shape than than like trying to like just go too hard. You know? uh, the time period of my life where I was working out and really cared about getting stronger, that never worked for me. Like, yeah. because it's such a difficult thing to consistently improve at. Because yeah. like, if you want your bench to go up by five pounds. I mean, that might be like weeks or months of you working out at a certain strength to get to the point where you can add another five pounds. And that like, I never got that until I got older that like, 
you're fucking up your own workout routine by caring too much. Or I had Cali Muscle in here the other day, and I was like talking about like, yeah, I got the home gym now. Like, I'll be doing squats and shit. He's like huge, and he's just like laughing at me. He's like, you doing squats? He's like, yeah, you don't need to be doing all that. I'm like, what? Like, he's like kind of. You know, he's figured out that, like, you don't have to necessarily be doing Olympic lifts and doing yeah. crazy weights and shit in order for him to grow, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly what, I, what I'm saying. Like, I used to just be obsessed with, like, oh, like, I want to bench this much. No, I want to bench this much. Just, like, just like you know, like, weird, like, goals in my head of, like, you know, like, I, of being, like, strong or whatever. But, like, n- now I literally just do it. Like, my workouts, I'm, like, I, I, I exercise, like, not to even, like, like, to look aesthetically better but honestly just to be in a positive mindset yeah because just doing a little tiny workout like it's getting it's like getting getting yourself to a positive mindset every day i mean if you go work out for 20 minutes you're gonna feel better after those 20 minutes period Mm -hmm. anyone will you're gonna feel happier you're gonna feel more less stressed out that's just a fact you know what i mean so it's like if you start your day off like that oh yeah then and, and you do it for the mindset but not because you're just trying to like like hit these weird goals in your mind that is what i'm talking about which like keeps me in balance yeah keeps me in balance so that like you know i, I can you know just live a healthy lifestyle even though i'm like not sober anymore i still i, I smoke weed i drink and i you know what i mean like I, I do my thing and I, I have fun but it keeps me on like a healthy path you know what i mean yeah because i've definitely been like yeah like i was i, I was i was sober for five years for a reason because you know i've definitely had moments in my life where I was like, um, you know, like just living an unhealthy lifestyle, doing drugs and shit. How did you get into that? And and what made you eventually snap out of it? Like, what do you think it was in you that drew you to drugs? I just have an addictive personality Mm. period. You know, I just have an addictive personality. I mean, I'm just one of those personality types. Some people are like, you know, like addicts. Some people are normies. Mm. You know what they call it, like in like AA and shit. They call normal people normies. People, people who like can like, you know, do a bunch of coke and then back go to, to normal Vegas the next day, and yeah. like, you know, do a little coke and then like, you know, not do any again for like a year. You mm. know what I mean? Or just you know. Um, I was at a wedding yeah. recently and people were like offering me coke and I'm just like thinking like they're like y'all are normies because <laughs> i don't know enough coke in my life that i know i don't want to do coke with y'all because i'm gonna be up till nine in the morning and i gotta go to work tomorrow and it's just like what like you guys are just having a fun little crazy weekend like but man. i'm gonna be on a sick one if i fucking stay yeah it's yeah. just i'm not gonna stop and it's not good yeah, for me yeah i know i'm the same way dude i'm yeah. the same way so it's like i gotta like keep an eye out and like you know you get you got i have to focus on 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 you know being living a healthy lifestyle and like keeping myself in a positive mind state i have to focus on it i have to work for it yeah because if i don't i'll I'll just inherently be like i inherently have like a negative state of mind like you know what i mean like i'm the type of dude who like i'll inherently just if i'm not doing something to better myself then i'll just wake up every morning and just feel like shit you know what i mean so i have to counteract that that's how i feel too dude like i've been watching this fucking reality show too hot to handle because i just uh interviewed the dude who won the first season shout out harry and uh that was like I'm 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 realizing that about myself while I'm watching it where I'm realizing that I'm getting anxiety sitting on my couch watching them because all that they're doing is sitting around by the fucking pool and just being hot and just hanging out, drinking, whatever. And to me that gives me anxiety because it's like I always feel like I need to be working on something. And then I, I'm like noticing these things in my brain. They showed one of the dudes just working out in the morning and all of a sudden my brain felt like a little bit more at ease because I'm like 
okay, well, at least they can do something productive here. <laughs> like the idea of just being without anything to work on for a week, like that gives me anxiety. Just like, it freaks like me being out, in a situation where it's like you can't do anything but just like hang around a pool and like I don't want to chill. Girls, and it's, like, it's, it's so much pressure to chill. Yeah, dude, I, I would freak out if I, I could never go on one of those reality shows because I would just freak out, dude. Like, you know, I, I have like a really like you know like it, just just the whole idea of like being filmed like having like social interactions with people yeah and just like knowing how people act different like when they have a camera on them and people will just like everyone's like you know everyone's like egos are like so inflamed everyone's trying to make themselves look cooler than the other person and mm. like you know like you're supposed to like go like 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 you know you ever seen you ever seen a love island yeah you know it's like just like a show like super big on the, in the UK mm-hmm. where it's just like all you're supposed to do it's just like a bunch of like attractive people in one place and they're just supposed to like flirt with each other and hook up with each other and it's like you know like someone like getting like little love triangles right. like bro like I, I would be so embarrassed like if I went on that show and like I like the, the girl I wanted to talk to like you know what I mean I, I, I like <laughs> she didn't like me and she liked someone else and I looked dumb like in front of everybody like that type of shit would give me so much anxiety like I could never do that you know? yeah that would freak me out. Like, yeah. like I totally like the hooking up with a hot girl part sounds great, but for me, it's like I need like eight hours of working before that, and then like you know I want to go get like a good night's sleep afterwards or something. Like I'm just not trying to like that. Just being in that environment of like pure hedonism. Yeah. Like like I, like yeah. I just remember like I remember going to like Vegas pool parties at like noon. And just yeah. getting fucking wasted in the middle of the day, and I'm like puking by like six, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is like this just doesn't feel right. Like I I didn't do anything today. I literally woke up, got brunch, and then went to this fucking party and got annihilated and made out with random girls in this pool. Yeah, it just, just feel doesn't like feel shit. like the yeah. right thing for me to be doing. Yeah, you just feel like shit afterwards. Yeah, but I know a lot of people who pretty much live that life twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and you always see them at the same places. Yeah. Yo, it's like, especially in LA, dude, it's like, you see the same. That's why I don't like going out too much because like, I don't like feeling like I'm one of those people who's always there because every time I go out somewhere at like the cool spots, you see the same fucking people every time, dude, like the same cool people, you see them every time and they're always there. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't like going out every day or like, you know what I mean? Like multiple times a week because then I start feeling like one of those people. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like that, I find that insanely depressing. Yeah, when you go to a club or like a bar like a bunch of times, and you just see the same person there that like over and over, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like this is a once in a while thing for me, and you just live here. They live for it. They live for it. Right. You know, they really live for it. It's like, it's like, what do you do the rest of the day? Like, do do you just wait around for this to for eleven o'clock to come around, like to go out, like? Like when you know I was when I was but in Long Beach, it was be, like that. But they all seem to be like really rich and like have a lot of money, so you know they're doing something. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of that out here, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Or like the thing that we've been talking about on the podcast a lot lately, but so <laughs> OD is just the idea, like the fact that people get so rich out here that then they need to go to a club where they're spending like twenty racks on the on the table and shit just so that they can like. I don't know, like prove why they're there or like prove that they're a guy who can spend $20,000 in a night. Yeah. But there's those people who like are like, like the, like who's just spend money like that. But then like, there's also like the industry, like nightlife people who like don't Mm. spend anything. Like they're just like cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they like, they're always like hanging out with like celebrities and like, you know what I mean? It's not really clear what they do, but like they're in the in crowd. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all really confusing, bro. Like I, I don't like, like, uh, 
like I, what I what I hate about LA, dude, and I can say this because I'm from here. I'm born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like uh, people from LA? LA like born and raised right are are not the LA stereotype mm. like at the LA stereotype people are super fake and stuck up and pretentious like that the reason for that is because most people in LA are not from here mm. like LA is like the only city where it's rare to meet someone from LA right like when when people go where are you from I'm from here oh wow it's crazy I never meet people from here yeah. I'm like I know because everybody, most people here come from somewhere else. Right. And they come to LA with the expectation of how they're supposed to act and how they're supposed to be. And it's like, I know what I mean, like social climbers, and I'm cooler than you, and I, I, you're beneath me, and I, you know, people I'm move up here, here to and do you're that. down there. You know what I mean? And yeah. I hate that. But that is the scene. Like, this, that, that is the scene here. It's all yeah. about I'm up here, you're down here. You know what I mean? Like, leeching off of like different, like, like social, like, you know, people, celebrities trying to hang around them for the, for like the benefit of their own social status. And like, that's the game they play. And like, if you're going out, you kind of like have to play that game to some extent, but I really hate doing it because it's just like, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at like being fake friends with people and like, like nurturing relationships of people that like, don't really have my best interests at heart. And I don't like being around those type of people. And you know what I mean? Like, that's just not how I, how I am. Cause real LA people, locals are like super laid back, chill people. We're humble. We, we're, we, we don't do all that thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's just kind of weird, but if you do like go out, you know what I mean? And you're trying to like, you know what I mean? Like get like for me, like I'm doing music. So it helps to go out and like meet people and network and, yeah. you know, just get, show my face to get my name out there. So it's like if you're an artist or, or you know doing whatever, you kind of do have to do that to some extent. But it, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a chore almost, you know. Mm. Out here, so people really like socialize as a job. Like that's yeah. a, that's a career. Yeah. And people yeah. recognize that. Yeah. This is like this is an important part of your career. Yeah. But that that I realize that as I get older too is that like, damn like being backstage at festivals and stuff as much as it feels kind of pointless to me now that I'm older. I mean, those are like the moments when you're going to get to be around everybody who's in the fucking same industry as For you. Sure. And that does have to have some value. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, you definitely have to do it. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, I mean, this is probably how that, that's how, how else would you have built up like this, like this, this podcast to be like as big as it was if you weren't going out and rubbing shoulders with people, you know? Yeah. But now I've got to the point where it feels like it's like, it's big enough that I can just get people. But then in reality, it's like you can just make more natural connections and more connections. If you just go and just sort of be involved. Like I remember people used to always tell me like, Oh, like, you know, you're different than Vlad or academics because you're really out here as shit and everything. And I was mm. like, oh, that's a nice thing for you to say, I guess. And like now I think about it, I'm like, that's so not true of me for like the last like year or two. Yeah, it, I definitely agree. I mean, this shit is definitely so big now that you don't, you, you can just kind of sit back. Like you don't have to probably, you don't really have to do that shit anymore. I don't want to be that dude though. I want to go pop bottles in the club <laughs> with Chet. <laughs> Oh, Let's God. do it. I mean, I can be my bottle because so I'm not paying for that shit. Yeah. But you probably have a whole <laughs> network of, like, dudes that you know who are getting tables at the club that want you to come, like, help guide girls into the section, right? Yeah. But I don't like, like, I mean, it's like, those are, like, promoters and shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like doing that because it's like, just, 
like there's always like those tables are always so crowded and you just like mm. look like I, I don't like I don't I don't like being claustrophobic and like being like standing like this like sardines a bunch of packed out people you know mm. just to stand at a section I just like going to the bar bro I'll just go stand I'll just get in go stand by the bar order a drink and just kind of move and groove my know? whole life that's what I was doing and now people act like that's like illegal like if you were just like a person walking around at the club that you're basically like a homeless person yeah just just a peasant what is that <laughs> yeah that bothers me. Do you have trust issues with girls? Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. How's that going? I mean, I'm working on it. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Like, I definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah. If When you think about yourself five years from now, do you feel like you're going to be, like, married? Man, Or are you too fried from this L.A. lifestyle? Oof. It took me a while to get that question out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Marriage is a pretty is is a pretty uh, terrifying thing to consider, don't you think? I mean, I mean, maybe I just not. proposed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So for sure. Yeah. yeah, but 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 I mean, you could be engaged for a while before you get married, right? Yeah. Now I'm starting to. Like, Are you feel setting that, a date? Have you set a date? No, but I'm starting to feel that pressure of like, oh wait, now you have to See, actually get, do getting this. Getting engaged is fine. Like right. I, I I could totally get engaged. But the actual like marriage, like wedding, right. that shit just stresses me the fuck out to think about. Yeah. I mean, think about having a wedding, dude. Like how expensive they are. Oh yeah. I mean, like fuck, you know. Yeah. Not to mention, it's like a you know, it's like a, a, a you know, like a, a, you're getting the government now like involved in like your your personal relationships, like. Right. But I have a kid with her already, so it's kind of like the government would be involved either way. Because if I decided I just wanted to bail out, they're going to be like, hey. No, I you mean, owe her a little bit of money. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're happy, so I'll power <laughs> yeah. to you. Though. No, it seems great now, for sure. Sometimes I wonder if I should listen to those people that say, like, you should never get married. But to be honest, like, I don't know. It's like, like where am I going? I just yeah. don't really see it. Yeah. Like, it just seems like, okay, you know, like, we're really doing this, and yeah. I don't know. But then it's weird, because, like, my girl, just being her, she will totally take the reins of figuring out the wedding and everything. But I don't want to be like a totally like impartial bystander to the planning of this, even though I'm the one who proposed, you know, I don't want to act like I don't care at all, even though in reality, in my whole life, I've never even thought about what a wedding that I was involved with would be like. But I've been, you know, I even went to a fake wedding. I went to the Jake Paul wedding, which was basically (laughs) like a TV wedding. See, fake weddings might be like they, they, they those those might be even better than real weddings. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was not the best wedding I've ever... It was definitely probably the most star-studded wedding I've ever been to. Yeah. So that was cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Gene Simmons? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Gene Simmons from right. Kiss. Yeah. He was... He, he, he like, basically, like... He, 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 like, had a girlfriend. I think... I think I mean, his... Like, everyone thought he had a wife, and they were, like, together for, like, decades. But they were never actually married. They were just boyfriend and girl. Had kids together, homes, you know what I mean? We're together for, like, 20 years. They're probably still together. Yeah. And, and going. But they never got married. They never actually, like, tied the knot. Like, technically, she's just his girlfriend. I think that's kind of a good way to do it. So, yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I definitely would have done that if it wasn't for... You know, my girl is from like an Armenian family and shit. And I feel like there's like pressure where it's like they look at you weird if you don't get married. Like, I feel like my parents are so thankful that I'm even like alive or like living a normal life that they wouldn't have really like pushed the issue about getting married or whatever. But like my girl's side of the family, it definitely seems like more of a thing. Yeah. 
definitely cultural you know differences shout out Ar- armenians too shout out to one, all of, armenians. one of my best friends is armenian my manager um if you if if you it, like especially in la i mean because i don't really know any other cities in america that have like an armenian population other than la uh, but if you know like one solid Armenian, like you basically you know all of them. <laughs> you know you don't you don't just know, know all of them. You you basically like uh, you know everybody you, you need to know. Period. Like right. you have access to anything you need. Like anything can get done for you. Like you, you basically it's like having the keys to like the whole city. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like yeah. and you realize that once they start. Armenians to go to are war, really tapped in, dude. The defend Armenia stickers across the back of the car. I want to be like the only non-Armenian dude who has one of them. I, I kind of feel like that. I kind of feel like like an honorary Armenian, mm. just because I'm so tapped in with, with the Armenians. Just because I have an Armenian fiance and no like Armenian gang has felt the need to beat my ass or anything, I feel like that means that they'll have like an honorary like pass. Like they fuck with me because they haven't. Like my girl told me though when I first started dating, she said like, "I know you joke around about everything on the podcast and shit. Just don't diss the Armos. Don't." Because there is like Don't. some percentage of them that will not take it like a joke. And I was For like, sure. Noted. For sure. Yeah. 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 Great friends, you know, don't want to have them as enemies. You need an Armenian, like, like I feel like if you're going to tap in with an Armenian, they're going to be the ones who are like getting the table. Like for some reason they have like a body shop where they're making a shitload of money and they're getting tables and they're like, Chet, come join us. It gets you anything you need. <laughs> for real. Yeah. For like the hookup, like the super hookup. 100%. I'm trying to see what else I have on here. Oh, man, we were just watching the clip of you fucking saying that you wanted to assault Howard Stern. That was the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you tweeted that. <laughs> he had the clip talking about you, and then you had the tweets basically saying, I will fuck <laughs> you up. When I see you, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm like, nobody ever did Howard like that. That's fire. Yeah, dude. Fuck Howard, man. You still got a chip on your shoulder about that? For sure, for sure. Because he was like... He was like the first real person, like talk. Okay, like when I when I, oh man, this is going back so far, dude. I like it. Let's but like dig in. like uh, like when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is two thousand and two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So it's a while ago when I dropped like my first song. When I was in college, the white and purple shit you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It was a remix of Black and Yellow. Black and yellow, black and yellow. I remember. The Wes Khalifa song. Classic. From my college. I think your version was better. Thanks, bro. Wow, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I made it for my school, my my, my college, because our colors were white and purple, and I just made a song like that. and and, And he shit on me so hard, dude. Howard shitted on me so hard, and I'm like, bro, like I'm a 19 year old kid, bro. Like, mm. why are you picking on a little kid? Like, right. he, you know what I mean? And I, to this day, I'm just like, that shit wasn't cool, dude. Mm. That shit wasn't cool, and it's like, fuck him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but he's an old man, so it's like it wouldn't be right for me to beat his ass. But you know, you could get another old man in to his beat prime. His ass. In his prime, that would be a great fucking fight to line up. Me oh. versus Howard Stern when he was like 30. I think he's like eight feet tall. I think he's like 80 years old now. <laughs> He is, but you know, it's like like if you ever had a problem with a girl, like theoretically, you could send another girl to fight her. Yeah, you could find another geriatric yeah. asshole man to fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good fucking idea. Like challenge him to a duel, yeah. and then I find another senior citizen to be my second. I'm Yo. like, I'm not going to duel you. He's going to. You ever think I'll just go to Gold, I'll just go to Gold's gym and find the most yoked fucking old dude I can. That just sounds like a great vlog. That is a great fucking vlog. That should be the first Chet vlog, dude. I need to start a vlog. I you think wanna, that could be big. We, will you help me? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, sick. sick. That'd be amazing. I just yeah. want to like go live a life, a day in the life. I just really want to go work out on the beach, 
and get some margaritas after. Let's do it. Case of White Claws. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm down anytime you want. Okay. Was that Howard Stern thing, though, the first time that you had really been, like, attacked in the media in relation? Yeah. And, and, and w- because it's, it's kind of like you growing up, it's like, yes, you have this famous ass dad, but, you know, you're growing up in Beverly Hills. There's a lot of people whose parents have done important shit. Was it like never really that big of a thing until then, or like how did did that kind of change the just way that you viewed it? Like my my dad's fame, or yeah, or and just the way that it would make people sort of judge you by this crazy standard. Yeah, I mean, people people already judged me like that before, but that was the first time it was just on like a massive public level, right? And that was and it was a shock, and, and it was and it was painful, dude, because like I was just a nineteen year old kid, like having fun, like talking about like my like being in a fraternity in college, like I wasn't like talking about anything out of pocket like i wasn't like trying to act like i'm like a big thug like like yeah. you know what i mean if like, you had been gangbanging it would have been more roast worthy you know <laughs> yeah. yeah like i wasn't like talking about anything like out of pocket like i was just you know like having fun and he shit it on me so hard it was just kind of like man it was like it, it, it was hurtful you know yeah. and like you know but you know like you gotta have thick skin period and it's like you know it is what it is mm definitely but i just thought he should it's just it's like he should have known better because it's like i was just like a fucking 19 year old kid dude but that's how shit is these motherfuckers like they have to have shit to talk about they have to have little petty bullshit to t- that's literally their job like wendy williams bro she like, talked wh- about you bro she has talked about me so many fucking times dude <laughs> wendy williams has talked about me so many times you know what and and, and um one day Jason Lee called me up because I have a good relationship with him. I've been on Hollywood Unlocked. Shout me, out Jason. And, me and Jason are cool. Good guy. And Jason hit me up one this was like a year ago. And then Jason Jason hit me up and he's like, Chet, I have someone on the phone that wants to talk to you. It's out of the blue. And I'm like, uh, okay. He's like, I'm gonna conference, I'm gonna conference her in. Boo. And it was like, Chet, it's Wendy. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, nah, dude. I'm like, she's like, I need you to come on the show. You need to come on the show. You need to do your white chocolate. And I was real with her, dude. I said, Wendy, you shitted on me so many times. You, you said shit about my baby mama. Like, like that's disrespectful. And now you like, I, I was real with her. I was like, you were so disrespectful. Like that, like you cause, you cause problems for me, like in my real life. You know what I mean? And, and she was like, oh, you know, that's just my job. I don't even remember what I say. <laughs> People just tell me what to say and I say it. And I'm like, so that's your excuse. Right. That's your fucking excuse? So so you can't be held accountable because it's like your job, but like that is their fucking job. And you know what, dude? I don't respect it. I don't fucking respect it. I don't respect that. I don't respect Howard Stern. If that's your fucking job, dude, and your excuse is, well, I got to talk shit about people because it's my job. Get a better fucking job then. Right. You know what I mean? Because if you really want to fucking do, do, do your job well, then you should nurture good relationships with people mm. and not just shit on whoever the fuck you, you know what I mean? Whoever you can, just because you're desperate for like clickbait. They create punching bags for content. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like, exactly. you're not the first one. You know? and, but, but now they look back at like the Britney Spears shit. Yeah. And everybody with a, like, you know, a couple decades of, of hindsight can say, yeah. look how terrible the media treated her and yeah, how brutal. But she still deserves a degree of sympathy in the public's eye because, oh, she's a pop star. She's so talented, yada, yada. But like, you know, I feel like they put you in a category where it's like, oh, he's a punching bag that is guilt free. Because yeah. we assume yeah. that he should have had the most idealistic, perfect life as if rich kids don't shoot up schools, as if, you know, whatever, you know, that's kind of, it's weird how 
our society decides that certain people are not deserving of any sympathy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. On, all on an assumption. All on an assumption. And in my case, the assumption just wasn't fucking true. And that was the that was the most like mind fuck part about it, dude. Because it's like, I, I'll be I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm the only rich kid I know who like was not raised with money. Right. Like period like every other single rich family i know and it doesn't matter if they're super rich or whether they're, they're like upper middle class or whatever like I, I grew up with kids that like wh whose parents were like dentists like they, they weren't worth hundreds of millions mm. you know what i mean they were like they, they lived well and, and they you know like they they they, they, had, they they lived comfortable lifestyles but like they weren't worth hundreds of millions and these kids like were spoiled rotten mm. spoiled rotten you know what i mean and here I am, everyone's looking at me like I'm spoiled rotten, and I wasn't spoiled at all, dude. Like, mm. I've had to earn every fucking dollar I've ever made, period. Right. I, and, I, I've, and I never was given money. I was never given an allowance. When I was broke and I was like, Mom, Dad, like, I need money. I'm broke. I don't have enough money, like, to go to dinner. They're like, well, if you want us to help you find a job, we'll help you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and so, so, so there were years of my life, especially in college when I'm like a broke ass college kid, like most college kids are where I was really fucking broke, dude. Like, uh -huh. like if I had $500 in my bank account, like I was stoked. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like for years of my life. But so I'm really like, like living like that. But then I have the whole world treating me like, like I'm some asshole prick, rich kid, like douchebag, like Richie rich, like douchebag. So it's like I got like like I got like all the cons of like you know mm. like people hating you because you're being a rich kid with like none of the pros. You know what I mean? Because I was actually broke for sure. You know? Yeah, I mean like I'm the first person to have money in my fucking family history, basically, and I think about that all the time. Is like you know for my parents, they told me to go get a job when I was like 13. You know, and like am, what am I gonna do for my kid? Like, am I gonna just tell her like you're you're 16 it's time to go work at the grocery store like even though i could totally afford for her to have a different lifestyle but when you look at that decision by your parents do you think that was the right decision yeah i mean i i respect it i respect it because you know like most of those kids that were spoiled rotten like they, they just they end up like just you know it, it's hard to to you know it's hard to have like hunger mm. for things like when you've already been given everything yeah you know what I mean? Like if you've been driving a fucking Bentley Flying Spur since the age of sixteen, right? And you just got like your parents just bought it for you. You know what I mean? Like by the time you're like an adult, like it's very rare for those kids to like actually have motivation, right? You know what I mean? Definitely. Like you that probably have so many peers that you've seen do that. Yeah, and there's like this. There's also just like this dynamic like of like kids like like certain rich kids like like they have like. You know, like if, if like kids, like I grew up with kids that like were super spoiled like that. And then they end up like having like, 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 like a whole, like, like, they're like sycophants, like, like leeches, you know what I mean? Like a whole like crew of little, like, um, like, like fucking gophers, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they roll with like an entourage of gophers of like their friends who like are supposed to be like their like inner circle of friends, but they really just like treat them like shit because they don't have any respect for them because they know that these kids are just like hanging around them like to like for access to like their lifestyle. Yeah. So they like sh they really treat their friends like shit. You know what I mean? And they're like, right. go get me this. You know what I mean? Like they treat them like they're like fucking employees. You know what I mean? Oh man. You know, right. like, yeah, I see that all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. And then I and then and I never vibed with those kids because like I didn't you know like. I, 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 I didn't, I, I did not, 
I was not raised that way at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Even though they, they, you know, one would think that I was because I was a celebrity kid too. These others like celebrity kids just lived a completely different lifestyle than me. And, um, you know, it, it was just, it was a mind, it was, it was a trip, you know, mm. it was a trip. Cause people always go, you know, well, do you hang out with other celebrities, kids? And I'm like, well, I know some of them, but like, we don't hang out because it's like, you know, they, they only hang out with like dick riders who like are like their employees. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a weird dynamic, you know? Yeah. Cause that's one thing Like people always don't understand how like successful people don't really like kick it like that. And it's like, once you're really successful or really like grinding on something, working on something like other successful people who are working on their own thing, it's kind of like weird for them to coexist. And I guess it's kind of the same dynamic with, with a lot of like people who are just born into money or whatever is that they kind of want people around who are going to sort of suck their dick. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's just like a lot of fucking leeches dude. And people that are just like using, you know, like people that are just trying to use them for their own benefit, you know, for their own fucking social their own social ladder you know but you get to see a super dark side of that because it's you also get like the woke women on twitter who choose to use you as like a stand-in for like white supremacy like somehow the white boy summer song is actually a song about like white people taking over and they like project their like fears about white men onto you yeah, dude, it's a tricky, you know, it's like, it, these are just fucking so sensitive times, like, it's just mm. fucking, yeah, it's a tricky position, dude, but it's like, at the end of the day, man, it's like, you're not gonna fucking please anybody, and it's like, at the end of the day, dude, honestly, it's like, people that would rather, like, peeps, there, there's some type, there, like, there's a lot of people out there that literally just spend their fucking lives just looking for anything to be offended by. All right, it's their job, a they lot just, of them. They, they are just, like, going through life with the fucking microscope, just, just, with the radar, like just looking for anything to get fucking fake ass offended about. Mm. And it's like, oh, and it's like, like, where is that going to get you? Right. You know what I mean? You, you find something to be offended about. You post about it on Instagram. You, you post about it on Twitter. What are you doing anything? You're not even doing anything to, 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 to you know, aid the so-called like fucking, you know, thing you're, you, you claim to be offended by in the first place. It's just all about like, you know, it's just like, you know, like social media gave everybody like a platform. Mm hmm. Where like before, like their opinion wouldn't have mattered, right? But it gave it gave people whose opinion doesn't matter a platform where it, it could matter. And you what's crazy I mean? is that now you have like corporations that basically just bow down to the most offended person. Like they yeah. just get out of the way, and you know that they yeah. don't believe this shit, but yeah. they just like are so in fear of yeah. like a New York Times article that comes out that makes them seem racially insensitive that they just will will just let anything go. Like their employees are just fucking running the show. Yeah. Do you feel like it's gonna fucking shift though? Because I feel like it yeah, is, dude. I think so. I feel like it's gonna shift. Like, and honestly, I kind of feel like the spearhead of it, dude. Like sometimes, like <laughs> sometimes I kind of fear like I like I feel like I'm the one who's like kind of causing the shift. Because it's like, you know, just because you, just because someone tries to like label you or like, like paint a picture of you as being, you know, like their perception doesn't fucking make it true. Mm. You know what I mean? No matter how fucking, you know, like, cause it's like nowadays it's like, it's like, there's like the PC, you know, like dogma right. of if you don't uh, like buy into this PC dogma, then you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's not fucking true, dude. Like, 
There's plenty of people who just like have common sense. They they might agree with some things, but not everything. And like the fucking PC dogma. And just because you label them and blackball them a, a, as being a piece of shit, it doesn't mean it's true. Mm. And eventually, like that PC dogma is gonna have to accept the fact that it's like there's many shades of gray. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just and it's bullshit, dude. And and people, I feel like the general public is getting really fucking sick of this fucking cancel culture, dude. Oh, yeah. Like we're getting people are getting people are like man, fuck that shit, dude. Mm -hmm. People are getting fed up with that shit of like the whole PC dogma trying to like shove shit down people's throats to get them. To, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, dude, like, you know, I feel like shit's gonna shift at some point where it's like there's gonna be some person that like they try to cancel who's just like you could do everything you can to try to cancel them and guess what it's not gonna make any fucking difference I mean you keep seeing it over and over yeah. where like they try to ruin people's careers and it just doesn't work and I mean okay like when I first saw you speaking with the patois whatever what went through my head is not oh that's offensive what went through my head was like Oh my God, he's nuts for doing that because that's the exact thing that's going to trigger the fuck out of the most offended people on earth. But yeah. then when you kind of just kept rolling with it and didn't apologize or whatever, like you've had plenty of instances where you could have issued you know, a fake ass apology after the white boy summer thing you could have been like you know write the notepad thing and put it on instagram i'm really sorry i never <laughs> meant to use any imagery that would be associated with hate groups it's like why why act like you have to take these people serious you don't have to just like listen to the shrillest voices you know you can just be a dude with a backwards fitted hat saying fuck you <laughs> church dude yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, you, for sure. You know, um, you know, like some people obviously like really have done fucked up shit, and like right. you know, like and it's like that's not that, that's not cool, and there's no excuse for that. But then there's just a lot of shit that's just like a game of like he said, she said. It's like a game of fucking telephone. Mm. It's like how are you not gonna address the fact that you know, like at a certain point, like this is a game of fucking telephone. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a game of he said, she said, like, like you, you, you can't prove this shit. Like, so what happened to innocent until proven guilty? You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's a fucking witch hunt. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like McCarthy shit, like in the fifties where it's like, if you were like a fucking, you know, like bohemian or whatever, like you hung out in cafes and smoked cigarettes and like wore a beret, then they were going to accuse you of being a communist. You know mm. what I mean? And if, if you're a communist then you were like, you know, like basically thrown in jail. And now everybody's hyped to be a communist. But it's like, if you're not, there's, if there's no proof that you're a communist then how can you just fucking, you know, like, like blackball these people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, they, if there's no proof. And that's exactly what's going on today, dude. It's a fucking witch hunt. And I really feel like the general public is getting sick of it and people are fed up with this shit. And eventually, like, that whole PC movement is just going to lose its power. Right. Because, yeah. you know, I think Trump was such a, a sign of people being fed up with the way that politics was going. But it's just, like, unfortunate that, you know, Trump was Trump and he was just like a total asshole yeah, like and just, just made it worse just made know? it worse or whatever but it's like I don't know like sometimes I feel like the the Republicans are just gonna find somebody at some point who's just like a good in-between point of not seeming like a crazy fucking permanently offended psycho and Trump something in between that will actually like fit Someone who's not a piece of shit, but like also doesn't just buy into the whole just like yeah. fucking like, 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 you know, it I mean? is like, kind of hard to imagine, but you also kind of feel that like 
such a big percentage of America is just sick as fuck with a lot of the stuff that's going on with the left that's just kind of inevitable that they're going to figure it out at some point. I mean, dude, it's like every both sides is equally fucked, dude. Mm. You know what I mean? Like both both extremes are equally ridiculous. Right. You know, it's I like when are people going to wake up yeah. and realize that there's good things and bad things about both side. Mm. And it's like, just be a decent fucking person. Mean no one, no harm. And just, you know, like believe, you know what I mean? Like have your beliefs. Like I, I like, I feel like the candidate, like, like if when you're choosing a presidential candidate, you should be choosing the candidate that best fits your own personal beliefs. It's like, okay, this candidate is pro guns and okay, I'm pro guns, but he's okay. I agree with that. This one, it's not just, Oh, this one is the extreme version of the blue. This one's the extreme version of the red. And I've just got to pick, I just got to pick which, which is the lesser of two evils. I know. And for me, the lesser of two evils that I voted for is basically someone who is like brain dead and can barely form a sentence. Shout out to Joe Biden. But it seemed like I had to do it, but I wasn't happy to make this fucking decision. This guy's terrible. He's the worst candidate ever. Kamala Harris is literally the worst vice presidential candidate ever. It's just insane that this is actually what we landed on and what we had to, or what I felt like I had to side with. And I mean, yeah, but Think at least, like, at least you haven't heard anything of like the president just coming out saying some out of pocket shit yeah. that's just like fueling like fucking racial tension. Like at least we haven't had any of that for the past like however long. Like that's been pretty nice. I scroll past his tweets. I don't even read them. I don't even think about reading him. I see the Joe Biden thing. And I just I don't even know why I'm following him. I should mute him. But he's just for, out the way. I'm cool with that. The president just being out the way. Just you know what I mean? Yeah. But thank God. You know what I mean? Like I'm. Like, so I feel like you know, it's a relief having the president be out the way instead of going out of his way to mm. just make shit you know more tense. Right. You know. So it's like, hey. But I honestly don't pay attention to politics at all. If you <laughs> ask me like one thing that Joe Biden's done, I have I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like I don't pay attention to that shit at all. I don't watch the fucking news. Sometimes I think about before I knew anything about politics, and I'm like, man. I, I felt fine. I wasn't like walking around wishing that I knew more about <laughs> yeah. politics. Yeah. Now it's like I wake up in the morning, I go to take a shit, and within seconds, I'm like looking at Twitter and just seeing somebody just saying, AOC said this, and she is such a hypocrite. And I'm just like, fuck, like, why am I just allowing this app to feed this negativity into my brain? Even yeah. though this is like real important shit that's yeah. happening, but it's like, yeah. wouldn't I be fine if I didn't know this? Yeah, it's kind of, dude, like, it's hard. I mean, I mean, I don't like read the news, but it's like, I mean, I'm on Instagram all the fucking time. Right. And I mean, like the fucking out, you know, like whatever, like fucking like that, that fucking documentary where it's like broke down, like how social, how the social media platforms make the shit like super addictive and they like got us. Well, it's like for sure got me. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm super fucking, you know, like you know, they're doing a number on me. I'm on on Instagram all the time. Mm -hmm. And I like, I, I, I try to fucking you know do shit where it's like okay i'm gonna wake up i'm not gonna look at my phone you know what i mean like i try to do that shit but it's so hard because like we we've literally like live in a world where it's just like this is like a it's like a part of our bodies Mm. you know it's like an extension of our bodies you know that's the scary thing is that maybe in the future it will literally be like embedded into our brain or like you you saw a little glimpse of it with those like snapchat glasses or the google glasses where you could like see the the text like layered over your eyesight and stuff because that's how i always feel is like 
why am I pulling this fucking object out of my pocket to like see what's going on? Like it just seems like an Instead unnecessary step. Instead of just being step. present in the yeah. moment, you know and what I mean? Too, like yeah. you know, like you ever, when, you ever, when you ever like fucking like you know like maybe for like your phone breaks down and you're you grow up without your phone for a day because you're waiting on a new one or like you just go on a you're somewhere remote where there's no service so you just like turn your phone off because you don't have any bars anyway. In that moment, it's so obvious to you that this has done something very serious to your brain because yeah. your brain does not feel even close to the same when it you're cut off from you know, that but don't you feel so much more at peace oh yeah like i feel so much more at peace like i feel like i can just take i take enjoyment over the most simple things like just like wow like that's a nice breeze i feel on my face right. the, the sun is really nice today that's a beautiful cloud you know what i mean like that the grass smells really good when i don't when i don't have access to my phone if my phone is on in my pocket like i won't even appreciate those things yeah you know what or, I'm saying? or you turn into a documentarian and it's not like oh my god those yeah. flowers are beautiful i'm gonna smell them it's like those flowers are beautiful I need i'm gonna to show everyone. shoot a selfie in front of the flowers yeah. with the sun perfectly right yeah it does a lot of weird It's really shit. fucked up, dude. I honestly like kind of wish that like technology had just like stopped like in the in the nineties mm. and we just still lived in the same technology of the nineties when it's like you had landlines, like you had to like like you know yeah. if you wanted to fucking talk to like if you wanted to holler at a girl like you had to like talk to her mom first yeah no it's like, like hey is is fucking you know Michelle Jane there, there? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I did a lot of that <laughs> no but okay thing about this too is like I gotta make the decision at some point with my kid of like do I want to familiarize her with social media at some point because realistically it's going to be a huge part of any career that she goes into or do I want to just shield her from social media as much as possible as possible because I know that it's going to fucking warp her brain it's going to make her feel like shit about her body it's going to give her all kinds of fucked up ideas about like what success is or whatever but then is that an unfair thing to do to your child at a certain point because you're basically making them like like if my parents had hidden the TV from me my whole life would I have grown up a little happier? I don't know, but it definitely would have made me like less culturally aware, less like conscious of what's going on in the world all around me. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Like me and you, like I'm 30. So it's like me and you come from like a generation before the internet. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay. I, so I was born in 1990. Like, so it's like I'm really like the last generation to yeah. like remember life before the internet. Because I got the internet at like 12, like 13, childhood. and it was yeah. brand new to me, right. which no kid is going to yeah. ever know what that's like Me and like you now. both yeah. remember like having like, I remember me being like to my mom, like, what are you doing? I'm sending an email. What's an email? You know mm. what I mean? Like, what's the internet? Oh, it's this new thing. Like, I remember that. You know what I mean? And in my childhood up until then was fucking normal. We went outside, like, you know what I mean? Rode bikes around mm -hmm. the park, like, at people's houses. You know what I mean? Like, did fun shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, little delinquent shit outside. We didn't just stay and play a game like on an iPad. But yeah. my point is, is that... um, Don't you feel like for people and like, like for the kids, right? Like, for like... For kids that, you know, like are like, you know, 15, 16 now who are like super tapped into like the Internet and like what's cool and what's not like, you know, like this generation, like they they they're almost they have like almost like a different collective consciousness, like a different kind of sense of humor, mm -hmm. a different, you know, that that, that that's current. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's not many people, older people like us who can like who, who can like tap into that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. because it's like. We had a, like one foot in each door. 
like like people like who are older like us it's like we had we, we have one foot in the generation pre-internet we have one foot in, in the post-internet like current generation and like the the rule book that we grew up on is no longer applicable yeah. so it's like we we grew up on a whole rule book on like how to like be successful in life and like oh get a job like the go to college do the regular cursive shit. but now like that shit it doesn't even fucking matter yeah. you know then now you could fucking be making like millions from like you know what i mean like aiden ross like you know what i mean like whatever cash me outside girl like whatever like like they, they, like so there's a whole new rule book and people like from our generation are like i feel like are trying to figure out the new way to to the, the new rule book and kind of failing mm. you know what i mean but you haven't you know what i mean like so it's like like how do you feel like like it was for you like to be like someone from like like the the pre-internet generation but who's who's like totally tapped in with like the current young generation yeah why do you feel like you were able to tap into that when other people aren't you know well to be honest i think a big part of it is the fact that i basically like started this bmx website when i was like 22 and it basically like allowed me to not really grow up at all because it's like oh i have this business that basically just consists of me being out riding bikes with my friends and I'm like on the internet and doing shit on the internet, but like I didn't ever really had to like conform to anything or whatever. I just basically rode bikes and listened to rap music and just read about shit on the internet. So it sort of like primed me to like once I sort of figured out like that I was into podcasting and stuff. It's like I don't think I had that sort of closed off, angry, grumpy mentality towards like new rap music mm -hmm. and new shit, mm -hmm. you know. And now it's like a self fulfilling prophecy now where it's like I know that my success here kind of depends on me not getting sick of pop culture or what's going on in the underground etc like i have to stay curious but that's what i'm super thankful for is that i really am like i want to have a conversation with you i want to have a conversation with some rapper you know like all that shit is interesting to me mm -hmm. but that's why i'm kind of freaking out a little bit because it's like i want to make this business its own thing so that if i ever do get to the point where i'm like oh like i don't give a fuck about any of these new rappers I could maybe like step back and not have the business seem old because of me, you know, mm. because at a certain point, maybe no jumper can exist in a point where the foundation of it is not me being on camera all the time. But, you know, that, it doesn't really seem like an immediate threat, but it seems like the kind of thing that I would want to. That's my main like, goal with no jumpers to build it into something strong enough that I don't have to fucking necessarily be the, the, the main engine at a right. point you know right you could just take a step back but and have someone else kind of be the face of it maybe but you know think about what we're doing right now this is like kind of an inherently like un-internet thing like sitting down and talking to somebody and looking at them and just talking for an hour and a right. half right. a lot of these kids don't fucking get that anymore they just are so like wrapped up in their phone and the idea that you might be happier if you spent less time in your phone or like put it on do not disturb and keep it in your pocket for a few hours is like that makes a lot of sense to me. That's like obviously mm -hmm. a good idea. And I feel like a lot of young kids, that is a very foreign idea to yeah, them. Yeah, just being present. Like mm. just being present because it's like, I just feel like for myself, like if I'm not enjoying the simple things in life, then I don't enjoy anything. Yeah. And if I do, I, I am tapped in and I enjoy the simple things like the sunshine, the breeze, you know what I mean? The weather. Then I'm an ex then, then I'm, then I'm gen generally content and at peace and, and, and happy, mm. you know? And it, and, it, and, it, and it you know it does require like disconnecting for sure, but that that's hard sometimes because we're just so accustomed to it being ingrained in our lives. 
Mm. But I think that's really interesting what you said, like just about like being, because yeah, that does kind of seem like the defining, like a defining characteristic characteristic for you, like being so tapped into the younger generation is that you're just enthusiastic about them. Mm. Whereas like most old, like older dudes were supposed to be like, oh, this new generation of rap sucks. Fuck mumble rap. Like they're not spitting any real lyrics. And that, that was just so fucking lame, dude. Like yeah. that was so fucking lame to have that stance. Like, like everything's always got to be like 90s hip hop where people are just spitting the most serious bars of like intricate fuck it's like dude you know what i mean like you, instead of you having that stance you're enthusiastic and you wanted to meet with them and and yeah it's but, like but i get how those old heads back. feel though because when like there was a period of time in like 2014 or 15 or whatever where it felt like edm was taking over the fucking world and like every cool dude was a dj and that really kind of making made me, the fucking uh uh what was that shit called dude what was that that genre called um the uh, Dubstep, dubstep, dubstep yeah, yeah. was the like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh man, yeah, dubstep. And I was really looking at it like, bro, like, is this shit really gonna like be so much bigger than rap? Like that, like. But I also was kind of like, you know, all right, whatever. Like, I did end up interviewing a few like EDM DJs and shit, but you know, because I, I was curious about it. But ultimately, like, I, I remember just thinking, like, all right, like, if this shit takes over the world, that's cool. I'm gonna still like listen to Raekwon and like Jada Kiss and shit and just let the world move along. But like sometimes I think about that with rap. Like people now want me to give a fuck about hyper pop. It's like, bruh, like I'm probably maybe I'll dip my toe in a little bit, but I'm not gonna like pivot into hyper pop because that seems like the new shit, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's weird. Like you have to make that decision, I guess, at some point. I was thinking about like um you know, like kind of like music, like cycles, like kind of cyclical, right? And you know, like punk rock, like when the punk rock like m- movement like happened in the eighties, it was basically like a reaction to like disco being mm. super popular. Like before that, in the seventies, yeah, everything was dis- so clean and polished. You yeah. know, so clean and polished. People got all dressed up. They went dancing, and everything was happy and disco. And then the younger kids who were girl- who were kids at that time. When they turn into teenagers, they're like, this is this shit is lame. Like, we're right. going to do the exact opposite and just be super dirty and yeah, punk rock. You know what I mean? And I kind of feel like rap, at least maybe not. It's maybe more so on the way out now, but definitely like a few years ago, 2017, 2016, was like really kind of in a punk rock era. Mm. Like that whole kind of like SoundCloud, like, you know what I mean? Like. Like it was kind of like a, it was kind of like the rap's version of punk rap. They even kind of dressed like punk. Odd rock. Future was the most punk moment you know? in rap in like the last fifteen years yeah. for sure. That yeah. was the most different yeah. shit that had happened in rap that completely opened up rap to a totally different type of kid. Yeah, and there was a lot of shit like that. ASAP Mob was around the X, same time. I mean, think about XXX Tentacion. Right. Like, that's a few years later, but uh, but for sure, Red, yeah. they, they even dressed like punk rockers, kind of. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like with like the spikes and shit, like XXX Tentacion shown like for sure dressed kind of like a punk like oh, yeah. he de- like you know what i mean like like he like got some sh- like he like wearing shit like you could have seen it hot topic and he he had that those ideals as well like yeah. he, he wasn't yeah. stressing like oh i need mad jewelry or i need nice clothes or whatever i remember he got out of jail and like went to the Ju- the gucci store and then i never saw him in gucci after that like he bought a couple polo shirts and like was rocking them all hard and then i think he realized like Maybe that's not me. Like, I'm going to fall back on that. You ever think, like, how crazy that is that, like, you had, like, one of his first interviews and, like, that's, like, now it's, like, a legendary thing. You know what I mean? Like That was what convinced me of, like, oh, this is really important. Like, this is not just, like, a a cool thing that I'm doing that's, like, going to give me some clout and some YouTube views and shit. That was, like, definitely a moment where I'm, like, oh, this shit could be really important and, like, do a lot of, like, just document the raw state of somebody's life, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and documenting like like it's almost like musical history too. Yeah, because you think about him, it's like he, how impactful he was. And it like, still gets so many views every month. It still like kind of just blows my mind. Like it's it's been on YouTube for like whatever, like six years or whatever. But I always think about that. Sometimes I'm watching YouTube videos from like twelve years ago, and I'm like, fuck. Like some of my YouTube videos are gonna like twenty years from now. People are going to be talking about this dude, yeah, and like they're going to go watch Stone, my interview, yeah. and it's going to say, 20 years ago, this was posted. Yeah. That kind of fucking trips me out. Like, yeah. you're really creating, it's like, like important... Kind of, it's, it's like Rolling Stone. It's kind of like the yeah. modern-day Rolling Stone, like, of YouTube, like of the internet, you know? Because back then, it's like they just had magazines and shit yeah. to document, like, like where you know, artists and musicians, and it's like, now it's kind of like the modern-day equivalent, you know? Yeah. And, and what's crazy is if you look at the views on that video you chart his career because you see like the, it comes out a little whatever and then all of a sudden he starts blowing up it's got these big fucking spikes on it then he passes away boom it gets two million views in a day it's like uh, you see like the, the the waves of interest and it just honestly like fucks me up just being able to see that through the analytics and like that's the story of him as a public personality and it's just charted through this this interview because that was like one of the only ways where people could go and try to figure out who this kid was you know yeah that's fucking crazy bro you know rest in peace to him and that that's rad that you were able to you know like do something like that it really put me on the map in terms of like the whole music industry too it's like kind of changed everything for me and and he like he knew that and like kind of like even like when i did the interview it was like there was a weird understanding where like he knew that he was giving me a gift even if i didn't really understand it yet that's wild that's wild yeah he definitely kind of seems like he kind of had like almost like a tupac like mm-hmm. you know like sort of like sixth sense about like you know like the the, the path of his life is kind of crazy you know just like that last video he did like trippy oh, shit you know remember that yeah. yeah i mean he's like one of the biggest artists of all time that never really did a real video he did that one video but it's like the weirdest fucking video like not really what you normally would think of for a music video, and then I think that was the only one. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. It's really sad, you know. Rest in peace, like. But it, it's good that you that you were able to document yeah. his, you know, for his sure. impact. You know, I got to uh, end this because my boy AD is about to start his live for podcast. Me, no, yeah, it was awesome. Like, yeah, really it was a good, pleasure. T- uh, good time. Glad we got to have a conversation and just sort of talk about shit, man. I appreciate yeah. you for real. Hell yeah, bro! I appreciate you. Hey, we Thank got you. we got to go to the club soon. I'm ready. My boy AD bailed on me for tonight, but we're going to schedule that. We got to make that happen. Let's do it. That would be a real white boy summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks okay. for having me. Chet Hanks, No Jumper. Check us out on YouTube. Check out extras on patreon.com slash no jumper. Like, comment, subscribe, nojumper.com if you want to support. Hell yeah. Appreciate y'all.